Okay, other thing on the advanced thing, don't leave too late your framing. I feel like this entire episode, actually, I'm the walking cautionary tale because everything you've said so far is like, yep, don't do what Louise does. Hi, and welcome to Art Juice. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Louise Fletcher. And me, Alice Sheridan. This is episode 231, and today we are going to talk about getting paintings ready for events, art fairs, selling, just getting paintings ready when it comes towards the end. But before we get onto that, what have you been up to, Alice? Which probably ties right into what we're <laughs> going to talk about. Getting paintings ready for Manchester Art Fair. This could be a super practical episode, which would involve reading a list of all the things that you need to consider for getting ready maybe we'll do that some other time I want in order to... to do that we'd have to have actually made a list of those things and prepped which we haven't done so well I've, the thing is I've got sort of that sort of stuff I've got that event countdown in in the membership so it's in so I could do it and just sort of read it out for people but I, I'm not sure that that would be that interesting you'd have to sit and like have a pen and write down everything for that to be useful for me it's more about having things in your calendar in your diary and if you don't maybe creating that space so that there is a sort of a full stop for getting work finished because mm. that can be a little bit of a hurdle and truly just this week it's been it's been like I mean I was working on paintings um well, we did a co-create, just one of them that I just wanted to finish. And it was sort of so close. And I thought, well, I'll just make a little bit of a change here. And I was like, okay, now I've messed it up completely. But that cycle of, oh, I've messed it up. Oh, I'm pulling it together. Oh, this is the bit that makes a difference. No, you should stop now. The speed of it kind of speeds up. And I quite enjoy that pace change. And now they're not fixed in their frames yet but in their frames ready to be photographed I've got that <laughs> I made a thing and I like it <laughs> which is a very nice feeling compared to the I'm in my studio and I don't know quite what I'm doing yes yes which is exactly the feeling I have that because my week has been um a week where I'm sure we all have where nothing work related got done except the very bare minimum that had to be done mm -hmm. because of personal things that came up and you just have to accept those weeks and go yeah. all right that is that's a write-off week and maybe next yeah. week's a write-off week and that's all right because other things come first but I really have had no time to do any painting I signed up for a drawing course please don't write in and ask me what it is because I don't think I would recommend it on current the way I am at the moment but it's every Monday and I'm supposed to focus for all of Monday on doing the work and this Monday I got to about 11 a.m and thought this I don't want to do this all day so I just switched off the zoom and went and did my own thing and then after that the week went crazy so I haven't apart from that little bit of drawing I haven't done anything arty When we said we were going to talk about prepping work for an art fair, I said, well, this is all going to be you because 
I don't do art fairs, so I don't have anything to say. So then we agreed to stretch it a little bit as prepping work for an event, which I have had those. Um, but it's all the same, isn't it? I mean, whether it's a open studios, whether it's an art fair, whether it's an exhibition that you're doing, a lot of it ends up being the same issues that you have to wrestle with, even if it's an online sale. And it's a lot. I mean, it's a big, long list. And I think the reason that I'm enjoying it more now is because it's not my first rodeo Mm. and it does get easier. Um, For me, what that means is I take things closer to the line (laughs) without panicking a little bit, but they do still all magically happen. But I mean, I had a day like yours yesterday everything got derailed. I haven't ordered my postcards yet, uh, which should have been done by now. Um, so I've got to design that, that little design and order postcards block of my calendar has gone bump from one day, bump to the next, bump to the next. Today it has to be done because they won't be delivered in time otherwise. So there are things that need to be done earlier And when you know that, it takes the stress out of doing it. So maybe we should start with some of those things that you need to think of earlier in the game. And some of these will relate to only in-person events, I think. But they're worth talking about because often we just concentrate on the work and we forget those other things. So I'm going to start off with another one, which I haven't done very much of this time, which is promotion of it telling people that you are going to have work ready for a certain time or for a certain event and I am terrible terrible what I tend to do is go hey I got some paintings for sale they're Mm -hmm. on my website now and then people say oh that's annoying because I've been waiting to buy something and I was away that weekend and you didn't give me any warning duh so mm-hmm. I try, you're a little bit better at that. You do do some pre-warning. I usually am. I haven't been this time. Yeah. Um. So sorry about that. Um. But it's partly because it is difficult. That is one of the difficult things when you have a physical event and you also have people who are following you online who will want stuff to be posted. And posting small things is fine, but larger paintings can be tricky to ship so I'm in a little bit of a uh, I would rather sell them off the wall at the art fair that I'm paying a lot of money to be at than than sell them in advance and have to do the shipping and the and the wrapping Mm -hmm. because that's why I'm paying three over three thousand pounds to be at this art fair kind of so I don't have to do that yes so that that has been my quandary and I think that's always an interesting question to ask yourself what is the block getting in the way of making your decision? And I know what I know what the block is. So will I just release the ones that are easier to post or some of the, I've got more paintings than I know I can take with me. So I might do a staged release of that, but. Yeah. And will you do the event, sell what you sell there and then come back and, and release to people around the country? Yeah. 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 It's just one of those tricky things, but that's a release thing. So talking about the the event or giving yourself a deadline in advance if it isn't an event 
and making that public gives you a bit of accountability you know actually write it in your diary if it's not a real event if it's one you're making up for you and let people know about it because then you've got to stick to it and it's actually really important because that exhibition that I had last year which is the last time I put any work up for display anywhere apart from a little release on my website that had people because I did promote it well in advance because I've made the commitment well in advance and the gallery asked me to promote it people did come on holidays or trips up to Yorkshire because the gallery was in a beautiful spot as well so it helped you can come and go on the North York Moors and have a lovely trip and see these paintings and if you have built any kind of following for your work there will be some people who say oh, Alice is having an event in Manchester. We could pop over to Manchester for, for the day or for the weekend and we could catch that while we're there. Mm-hmm. If you only tell them that the week before, it's too late for them to plan to go. So I do think that is important. If you have any kind of following, there'll be someone who would like to come. Because yeah. I get asked a lot, people say, where can I see your work in person? And at the moment, the answer is you can't. Yeah. And when there is somewhere, people will make the trip if they love actual original artwork. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the next thing that I think is helpful to get done and clear ahead of time, which is your payment mechanism. Mm. Don't Um, do what I do, which is pull it out of the drawer the night before and go, how does this work again? And is it still working? (laughs) I did last time I did something yeah and the reason the reason why it's good to think about this again because I think it can be an area that is a block or a cause of anxiety particularly the first time you do it so I use um sum up for mine I've used it for a long time in person um I can put a link to that in the show notes there are others um I I don't know if iZettle is still going but certainly when I reach researched it um sum up was had a slightly smaller percentage that they take for being your in-person card reader but you need to think about it so you need to order it the first time in in enough time for the actual reader to get to your home you need to have enough time to be downloading the app and making sure the two things are paired which sounds complicated again that's one of those things that feels oh scary before you've done it but actually it's fairly straightforward very easy isn't it but you don't want to be doing it in a rush no you don't want to be doing it in a panic so giving yourself enough time for that I don't bother putting every single painting you can have a sort of product shelf in sum up and you can upload details for each individual thing I never Mm do yeah oh I didn't know that I just type the amount in and say, here, pay. (laughs) Exactly. So the only time that I've ever done that was when I had prints at an event. So things that I was selling multiple versions of, then I would set up an item on my product shelf and I could add that. But other than that, I do exactly I didn't know you could do that. Type the amount. You can give the painting title as a description and, and send that email off to your buyer as a receipt. But if you've got one already, yeah, you do want to check it. 10 days before, check it's still working. Often they need a software update. You don't want to be doing that when you're standing in front of somebody at an event who wants to buy and you're trying to update the software on slightly sketchy Wi-Fi. Yeah, and getting sweaty and panicky, which is what happens to me. Like, Yeah, or do you remember the last time somebody left their 
card in the payment machine and I had to go running out after them into the car park. Yeah. Yeah. It's stressful. It's what we work towards, but it's interesting how that actually at the point of sale, everybody's excited and it's quite easy to forget things. So it's probably worth having a little bit of a practice run through. Yeah. What do you need to do? Get somebody to role play it. (laughs) I always forget as well, finding my little red stickies to indicate when something's sold yep um they're somewhere I never when it comes down to it know where they are or whatever you're going to use to indicate sold because it's really good to put those stickers on it really helps with other sales if people can see that a few things have sold yeah on the getting organized front I still use an old fashioned carbon duplicate notebook to record every sale hmm And that does a couple of things. It gives me a real written record so that I've always got everything because when you send a receipt in sum up, you don't get it, which I always find. No, and it's it's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even in your account when you log into it. So you've got to have somewhere where you keep a record. But the other thing that it gives me is it has become so much part of my process now and this is because I started doing this before we had sum up before there was stuff online so that was the only way to do it so it's part of my process it calms me it slows me down it gives me a very natural way to say can I just take your uh, email if there's anything I need to contact you about afterwards and then I can ask people do you want to keep in touch with email I've already got their email written down so if they want me to email them a re- receipt on sum up, I can see it written down and I just copy it from what I've written down by hand. So it just makes the whole process a little bit more smooth flowing and just make sure that I remember everything. Fingers crossed. I was going to ask if you write in there with a quill as well. Do you have a <laughs> bottle of ink and a, and a feather? <laughs> no, but I do. I do have, and this is a good point, a really nice pen by not an everyday big biro because everyday big biros people tend to wander off with mm. whereas if you have a really nice heavyweight pen they know it's not theirs and they leave it behind good point see these are the little tips that come after years of doing art fairs and all of my art fair stuff just lives in a box it just lives in a box from one art fair to art fair and it's got everything in there blue tack it has a magic sponge, you know, those little white magic sponges for cleaning off marks. It's got all my screws, pencils, tube of fruit pastels, all lives in a box. Important all things. my kit. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. So that, that goes along with the red stickies that I mentioned. It's having, if you're going to do something regularly where you're leaving home to do it, but even if it's at home, having a box or a place to put all those things, that's a great idea which I have not done at any point. I'm just laughing because Alice is choking to death. So it's not very nice to laugh, but she's not actually dying. She's just choking. I swallowed my tea the wrong way. That happens to me all the time. And then if you've done that and you're in public and you start coughing, you have to go, I haven't got COVID, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, other thing on the advanced thing, don't leave too late your framing. 
Mm. Particularly these days when the order times or your framers order times can be longer than I think they were at one point. And a lot of things, if even if you buy pre-made frames, a lot of them are not available in uh-huh. the sizes that you want anymore and you've got to start scrambling around. I feel like this entire episode, actually, I'm the walking cautionary tale because everything you've said so far is like, yep, don't do what Louise does. Because what I've done is even when I've put things up for sale on my website, in the past, I've done it before I've sorted out frames and then they sell. I'm like, oh, crap. Now I've got to find frames and varnish them and get them in frames and do all that. And I've done, and I've been like that with in-person events as well. Last minute, it's, te- I'm terrible for everything we're saying. I feel like I need this episode. I- I'm going to write notes down after this and well, try I'm, and be I'm, more I'm organized. I'm trying to type notes as we're doing it. So, so yeah. we'll how be far in advance do you sort out your framing? Like how much time is there between the event and when everything is done for you? I kind of like to have my frames um, done and ordered three weeks beforehand. Mm. So not a million miles before. So you're popping, are you now generally ordering frames and then putting them in yourself or are you taking them somewhere to be done? I am am at the moment simply because my framer, you know, the costs, and even he said he said you know I I'm sorry but the costs are just so high um and I started doing some myself when I had a group of work where I wanted the frames to be different for each painting so the frame was the same but I wanted some with an ebony dye some with an oak wax some with a lime wax and he just rolls his eyes at me when I get and also you kind of got to work with that as the painting is finishing a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not just that here are 12, do 12 in the same way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, but you see, this goes back to the gessoing. I quite like that this stage of finishing off. I love taking things to the framer and picking them up and they're all done. That's fabulous. But if I've got the time, I also don't mind doing it myself. It feels like, the last part of bringing the paintings up and having the frames around does that wonderful thing of when you've got a painting if you've got the frame done and ready and painted or whatever finish you're going to put on it you can drop the painting in and it really does give you that feedback is it done is it finished yes it's I always so keep, helpful I have a few spare frames floating around the studio and they're a bit grubby so they're not ideal but even that just dropping a painting into a grubby frame just tells you oh no or yes that's it and um, I was just going to say about that that I didn't used to like doing my own framing in fact I I hated it and now I just slightly dislike it and the (laughs) difference between the two is that I've got a system like you said it's not my first rodeo I've got a system I know how to do it um I've got a way of of making it not so painful for myself because I don't like DIY and I'm not very good with a drill and all of that but now that I've got a little routine and a way of doing it I can rattle them off quite quickly and I don't mind it as much so some of it when you're going doing it any of this for the first time is clunky and difficult and the more you set up systems for it 
the easier and less hassle it gets. So if you're doing this for the first time, you listen to this podcast to get prepared, it does get easier, all of it. And that's the thing, isn't it? When you said, oh, this is a cautionary tale. It's a, you know, it's only a cautionary tale, not a cautionary tale for me, because we've learned it out the hard way. And that's what's so nice about being in other artist spaces or listening to things like that is that you pick up some of these tips and you learn which one of them's work for you or which one of them's don't. Talking of which and talking of frames, not all, but some of the ones I use now have been the Jackson's art ones that you yes. self-assemble at home and bang together at the back. And yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I was always hesitant about using those until I saw them. I was sharing um, a stand with another artist at a, a, a gallery-led fair that we'd booked, and she showed me hers, and I thought, they're good. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know? what, also, the Jackson's pre-made tray frames Okay. Um, I absolutely love because they're really chunky and high quality and they come with pre-drilled guide holes for putting your screws in the back and for putting even guide holes for putting your um, D-rings on at the end. Yeah. And for someone like me who doesn't like any of that stuff, it just makes it that much easier. They come with little Velcro dots. So for positioning them first, I can use the Velcro dots to get them solid. Then I can drill through the holes. They provide all the screws and hanging bits with each frame. So you're not looking around for screws to use. So And they're really lovely thick frames. So I like both the ones you put together and the pre-made ones. So the pre-made ones, do those only come at certain sizes or can yes. be made yeah. in any order? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, sorry, I believe, don't, don't, don't quote me on whether you can have them made because I don't know. I'm tell just, you what. I'm I'll... speaking about the pre-made ones that come in 12 by 12, 20 by 20, you know, all of those ones I've been using as well. Okay. I will find a link because I know frames is something that people do um, ask about. So I will make sure that I put a link to both of those yeah. in the show notes. And one thing that I would say about the self-assembly ones is if you are dropping in canvases, I have had my fingers burnt a little bit because what it says is tick the box if you're using canvases and it they will add a little bit of extra for the canvas wrap. And the first time I ordered them, I thought that was sufficient. It was a very tight fit. Yeah. So now I add a centimeter and tick that box. That's and that's a, a little point. bit more comfortable. And and this is a point about Jackson's having recommended the pre-made ones. Unlike other suppliers, their pre-made ones have no room for error. And I've bought Jackson's panels and a Jackson's frame and not being able to fit it in mm. without sanding down an edge to get it in. So it is, that's just a note of warning. Um, yeah, but I, I still sizes. like them. I still really like them, but it is usually you get a gap around and in those you don't. Okay. So then in between what I really like to do, and this is not a tick list thing. This is, much more of a sort of alignment thing with your work. And I think this is where it goes hand in hand with the idea of finishing, making sure that you're excited about what you're showing. If not, why not? <laughs> Do some editing. Take out the one that you're not happy about. If you're not happy about it, don't show it because it's going to pull down how you feel about all of the work. And there's been one in particular 
this week that sort of came out it felt a bit different I really liked it um and I was scared to spoil it but I also felt that it was lacking something and I thought okay you've got to do something that just shifts this even if it means spoiling it because at the moment you don't feel 100% behind this painting you you've got to do it this whole sense of getting aligned with how you want the spirit of the display, whether it is an art fair or your open studio, whatever it is, or online, how you want to feel about it. Because without that, you're not going to feel excited about it to share it, stand in front of it, talk about it to people, do some journaling. Um, one of the things that I also do is I take, at this point, fairly crummy photographs crop them down really small and do a stand layout. And I do that in pages on, on Mac. I know some people do it with bits of paper. I find that too fiddly, but seeing how the work looks all together, it's another stage of your creative editing process. And it gives you such good feedback about your work. If there is one reason to do an event, forgetting about the sales, it's the feedback that you will get from other people lovely we've talked about that before but more importantly the feedback you get from your own work when you see it all up together it's invaluable mm. and it starts before the event is what I'm trying to say yeah one of the things when I was getting ready for that exhibition and the gallery owner came to the studio to see the work beforehand there was one painting I wasn't fond of and I put it up with everything so they could see everything Mm -hmm. And she came with a volunteer who works with her hanging paintings and they both gravitated to one I didn't like and said, yeah. oh, and he said, if I could have one, it would be this one. Mm -hmm. And so I left it in the exhibition. It was the first one to sell. It wasn't my, it, I would have left it behind if it were up to yeah. me. They didn't hang two of my favorites. They left them in the back and chose other ones then they eventually brought the other ones out when the first one sold. So that was fine. But I, yeah, I don't know. Can we always be the best judge? I don't think we are always the best judge. I suppose all I'm saying is just be aware about how you're feeling about it. Yeah. I mean, I still didn't like it even after it sold. <laughs> I only put it because they were so keen and they were hanging the exhibition. And I was like, all right. So if it'd been me at an art fair, it definitely wouldn't have come with me. And it's not like that's that's not the be all and end all, is it? What, so it was one painting that sold that I wouldn't have taken with me. Mm -hmm. But I just found it interesting to think, hmm, so am I the best judge? The two I loved, they pushed, they put in the back. I still think that was wrong, but, you know, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, but it's part of the process, isn't it? Last minute things then, and I also realised that in, in advance I've missed off ordering cards, or if, like me, you can do them fairly last minute. I think the, the tightest that I've done in ordering cards is probably four days beforehand, but it costs you then, because you have to pay for rush and rush delivery. So if you're organised, you want to be good on your purse, be organised, do it in advance, and card-wise, yeah. I'm having a slight change of policy this year. Oh, what are you doing? Well, when we first started, everybody just did little business cards and they get lost. For a good number of years now, I've done quite big A5 cards, which 
give you more space to have an image on the front and more information on the back. Um, this time I'm going to postcard size, but I do have information yeah. on the back, not just a painting. I've done little brochures as well. I've done brochures before, which came out quite nicely um, because it gave me room to, I'm trying to remember it now because this was a couple of years ago, but it gave me room to say about me, to include some paintings. I was pleased I didn't order too, too many. I, I had a gallery event and then an open studio, so I knew I was going to have quite a lot of people and pretty much they got used up. but my art would move on and so they would if you bought like boxes and boxes of those you'd end up being left with something that wasn't relevant the so other those thing... were brochures that people could pick up and take away with yeah them. They were, like, and they weren't expensive I can't remember where I got them from but they weren't particularly expensive they would design them yourself online it might have been vista print or somewhere it was do your own design and just have them printed but one thing one of my people in my community did that I liked as when they got stuck last minute and hadn't prepared, um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who this was, but they printed out labels with their details on the back, just on their computer, on you know, got some of those sticky labels, cut up loads of old failed things on paper, sliced them up in a guillotine into the same size and stuck yep. the label on the back. And so they weren't losing anything because these were not paintings they wanted. And then you've got a big pile of kind of personalized business cards. But you don't want to be in the position of having to do that. But I'm just saying, if you are, that's a, a possible solution. It's a nice idea. One thing that I always recommend people not to do is don't, or, and I know it's super tempting, don't order from Moo the ones that you could have multiple different designs of. A, because Moo is beautiful. They are very expensive compared to some of I use printed.com. I really like the cardstock that I get from them. When you have multiple images, people will collect them. So instead of somebody <laughs> going away with one, and it adds up over a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It can really add up. So that's I, a good point. I don't think it's a good idea to do that. I know, but I know it's yeah. super tempting. But if you want to do that, do you guilty. know what? Print a postcard pack. And let people buy it instead. Yeah, because I have been guilty of going around an art fair and liking an artist's work enough to be interested, but not enough to buy anything and taking a postcard or a business card or something because, all right, I've got something now and this is quite nice. So I I'm, I feel bad about that. I apologise, everyone. I did wonder about that. I was thinking about that this morning, which is whether by having postcards available where it's giving people an easy way to feel like they're making a decision but actually they're not I think it might be if I think about my own psychology well I took something of it that I'll remember uh -huh. but would I buy a painting if there wasn't one I mean if I really love the paintings I okay think I'm, I'm really thinking like the last time that I visited an art fair which was um Roy's down on the river in London and we walked around and there was an artist and he did have small things. He had things in his browser. He also had a postcard that he was very keen to give. I was with a friend. He was very keen to give each of us two postcards. And I said, no, one is lovely. Thank you very much. Had the postcard. The painting that I bought, which was a small painting on paper, it wasn't hugely expensive. I don't think he had postcards and I bought a painting. 
Mm. Mm. And I'm just wondering. Now, I don't think a business card would be enough. No. I don't think a business card replaces buying something, but a postcard, or some people have even bigger than postcard size. Well, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. So that's something to think about. Mm. Very definitely, one of the other things that I have done, uh, uh, things that I always leave to the last minute, wall labels. Like If you're doing open studios at home, in a way, wall labels, you could still be doing the morning that everyone arrives. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about that too much. Um, that is something that can be left to the last minute. I always like to have a bio or some kind of descriptor or talking about your work or photographs of the studio, something that engages people and tells them a little bit more about what you do. And sometimes something that I've done more recently is make sure that I have a QR code, which you can generate, just Google QR code generator. And then you can print it out and include it on something. Some people include them on their postcards. I, do, I don't because I think it's not that hard to type it in but you can put it on a postcard but a QR code for an event if you've got for example more paintings available than you've got wall space for it can go to a particular page on your website and you can have all your other available work on that mm -hmm. page and you can adjust the wording to make it particular for that event hi thank you for visiting me at Manchester these are some other paintings or other ways you can keep in touch yeah and if you've got other art fairs coming up, you can say, you can also see me at da 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 That's da. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that idea. I've never done it, but I like it. Yeah. And then one thing I've done, and I'm going to try and make a video of it. Um, don't know where I'll put it, but um, I remade my magic box. You need to think about this in advance. What are you going to have? on your stand some people have shelves some people buy flat pack furniture from ikea i made out of mdf a kind of box i think it's 80 centimeters tall it has a top shelf and it fixes to the wall and the front the end part is removable with a magnet and it meant that i could have extra paintings stored on my stand but you just slide in behind that box but it's always had one side of it covered, so it could only be on the stand one way. And because I'm almost end of display this year, it's got to be the other way. So my husband's mm -hmm. remade it. So rather than being an L shape now, which is a bit tricky to pack in the car, it's three totally separate pieces. So it's complete flat pack and it just pings together with magnets. Oh, that's good. So when I've got it sanded and painted, pinging together, I will try and do a recording of it. To, to show you um and then usually I have a seat shape box which also has a magnet back that I can take off that I shovel my coat and everything in and it doubles up as a step for hanging but that takes up the whole passenger seat and I don't think I'm going to have room for it this time I think one other thing if you're at an art fair pack comfy shoes because yeah. I've seen people who are clearly exhausted from standing and they're just yeah. flopped down in their booth and it is not inviting. And I yeah. know sometimes we need to sit down, but I've even seen people with their backs turned like that. That happened at Manchester last time I came. Someone was sitting, beautiful paintings, actually had her back to everyone in a chair with her feet up on something. I was like, OK, I'm not interrupting you because you're clearly having a rest. Comfy shoes at least have some with you if you want to wear nice shoes and be really smart have 
have some trainers packed away somewhere if you get desperate. Yeah, it's fun though. So I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. So um, if you're coming, hopefully this will come out just in time um, if you're getting ready to, uh, or if you've got other perhaps Christmas events coming up that hopefully there are some ideas in here that will be helpful. That's what we're going to talk about this week. I'm ready. <laughs> Almost. And what is the date of Manchester Art Fair since anybody oh, listened to this live? Um, so it's the 17th to the 19th of November. And um, if you want to send me a DM on Instagram, I've got a couple of tickets um, for the weekend and a, a very limited number for the private view if I've got any of those left on, on Thursday night. So you can send me a DM if you're interested in coming to see the work. Um, it's yeah, a nice art fair. There's a it's lot. It's a lovely venue and there's a lot to see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very busy and lots and lots of good artists there. And we know lots of other people are going to be there as well. So yeah. there's quite a high quality of work there, I I found when I went. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it only because I'm so scared to drive in Manchester. Um, but you never know. I might pluck up the courage. <laughs> okay, that's it then for this week. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.